This is the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. Rule number one is you have to believe in yourself. You're the only one who doesn't think you belong in this appointment. The prospect has already validated your existence by scheduling time with you. Get it through your head you belong here. Go in there, crush it, and close the deal. A place where sales professionals can come to learn from other sales professionals and thought leaders that have mastered their craft. The difference between a good salesperson and a best-in-class salesperson is only two minutes. By spending an extra two minutes on what you might think is a mundane task in the sales game, you separate yourselves from the pack, you grow your book of business, you close more deals, and you retain your accounts. As well as their peers who are still striving for perfection to achieve their why. I have a wife and four kids. Failure is not an option. Real sales professionals. Real stories. Real results. It's no different than being a professional baseball player. You can't be a one-trick pony. You have to be a five-tool player in order to succeed in this game. This is the Power Producers Podcast. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. We are wrapping up a week and a half of me recording solo. Because Kyle comes back from vacation on Monday, but I've got a great guest who can take up two chairs. He's been around the block so many times. The unstoppable Kenny Urbania from the Agency Collective. What's going on, man? Uh, just keeping busy and running. Yeah. So you, this is virgin territory for you. You haven't been on the podcast before, I but um, so before we get cranked up, why don't you kind of give everybody the background of your experience in the industry, and then we're going to jump into what you're doing right now because you're making a lot of waves in a big hurry. So 28 years as an insurance agency. I'm in uh, Northeast Ohio. I've been an agent uh, since 1994, 95. I'm getting old, I guess. I started at 28 years old after I finished some active duty in the the Coast Guard, and uh, I've been running with it ever since. And a unique opportunity came up a couple years ago to start competing with the other networks and aggregators or commission clicks, whatever you want to call them. And we took it and uh, to a different level, uh, COVID kind of helped us because we were able to produce some, a lot of stuff through Zoom and meet a lot more people quickly. And uh, we went from uh, one agency, myself in our network to I think yesterday, 735 agents in less than 1200 days. Wow. It's a lot of agents, man. It's a lot of premium too. We hit, uh, we're cresting four billion, and if I do the creative stuff that we're doing over the next couple of months, we might end up being at five billion in premium. Wow, where's that place you amongst aggregators? I mean, that's got to be top. I know it's top ten beyond a shadow of a doubt, but so there, there's been some consolidation on some of the aggregator groups out there, and it looks like if everything stayed status quo from last year, we'd be in fourth or fifth place in premium and sales amount. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, man. That 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 almost was top five numbers. I figured so that that's good to know. Let me ask you this because we've not had anybody who's been active duty in the Coast Guard on the show before, but. I mean, that had to prepare you for business like nothing else, just even going through the, the training pro- process and the, the school. So so the Coast Guard did one thing for me. I was a weapons instructor, count a lot of bullets. Uh, I'm also a very big rules guy because if you're in that position, you got to follow the rules. 
So since day one, even when I run my agency, I always make the rules up before the game. The staff knows it. And when we uh, talk to agents now, they know I'm a rules guy. I don't bend rules. I don't play any shenanigans. And we, the numbers are the numbers. And, and we work all together to, for a bigger cause. Yeah, but I mean, I think that makes way more sense. Unfortunately, agents, by and large, I'm going to make a blanket statement that's probably going to get me a little bit of hate mail, but I'll be I'll be okay with it. I don't think we make the rules up before the game enough. You know, when you make the rules up before the game, there's no emotion involved whatsoever. No and arguments. When, then. Yeah, no arguments. There's no question about it. And when when somebody accepts a job offer from you and they know the rules, they know what they're getting into. And I mean, that's that's some of the best business advice that I've ever gotten is, you know, in not necessarily the same, but close. And that's negotiate your exit upon your entrance. Know what so your what? know what your exit is when you're when you're getting hired, so that there when that time comes, it's contractually agreed to. When emotion has been completely removed from the negotiation, and you know what that looks like. My mentor had me uh, tape a saying underneath my uh, my de- on my desk, and he said, "I want you to read it every time you do payroll." And uh, the saying was, "People do things when they do them because the consequences are acceptable." When it comes to money, they always put their special interests in front of yours. And he made me read that every time I did payroll. And the money part doesn't bother me part, but the consequences. And if I have the right rules out there and they understand the nature and and our atmosphere and the family type atmosphere I want to do, I don't have anybody upset with us. Never argue. Everybody knows the rules. So it's, it's a good way to run a business. Well, I think the other thing too, and I don't know a ton about your group yet we're going to find that out over the course of the hour but you and i've had conversations before and i think one of the things that you hang your hat on correct me if i'm wrong is you have a very agent friendly contract for people to do business with you and be part of your group right our contract uh when when i went independent as an independent agent uh a little over four years ago or probably close to four years now uh Every network, every aggregator asked me to join them. I'm a $10 million book in Ohio. So all the agents, I'm an agent just like them. When Gary and I put the contract together, after reading all the other network contracts, I couldn't get myself to sign that contract. I couldn't lock myself in forever. So we took everything out of the contract. We refer to ourselves as a professional service business or even like a co-op. The agents, it's nothing to join us. It's nothing to leave. We don't own their agent codes. We do a collective effort to put our premiums together to get better deals for the agencies and better bonuses. By the way, I'm over $75 million in bonuses in the last 16 months I paid out to the agents. Mm. That's awesome. So, I mean, that that's valuable because right now with everything that we're seeing, and I know that you know this because a lot of the people that are part of your group are ex nationwide people, but we're seeing like, I see it a lot just from the people I talk to that are looking to move into middle market commercial nationwide, all state farmers. These people are dropping like flies and moving to the independent channel. And the very first thing they need is what markets. And, you know, we're at a point now where it's kind of interesting because I don't think the aggregators were nearly as prevalent 15 years ago as they are today. So they came out with a study that 35, this is two years ago, 35% of agents were part of aggregators. And aggregators sounds like a dirty word now in the business, right? Because the the reputation over the years has been tough. Uh, They predict that 75% of independent agents will go into a network or an aggregator. 
Yeah, I think that that's honestly the way of the future. And, and you're right. I think that um, there's a lot of I shouldn't say a lot of but there's negative press out there based on individual experiences. And the Internet has certainly made it easier to distribute negative experiences so that everybody can see it. But by and large, you know, the root of the model makes all the sense in the world, because if you you know, if I'm at an agency where. Um, if I'm lucky, I can get a few of the contracts that I need, but certainly not everything that I want, you know, to be able to write business. Too many mouths to feed. But if you aggregate all of those people together, it makes it a whole lot easier and the minimums are lower. I mean, that's that that's what makes it so attractive. You know, in Europe, you're a huge agent. I know you and I talked about this. You're one of the biggest agents in the country, if not the biggest, with Progressive, right? We are. I do believe we're the number one network of Progressive Premium in the country. And they're only five minutes from my uh, house, by the way. The yeah, I was going to say, that's hometown cooking right there. They're not far from you. Yeah, and the same thing goes with Nationwide. We built this on the backs of the Nationwide agents going independent. You know, uh, the one thing that made us more successful is, you know, when you're a captive agent, they supply you with everything. So sure, I had to go out and meet people like your friend Mick and and all the vendors that we now have about 40 vendors that we work with specifically and they get all the special pricing from the vendors to make them successful. So there's a lot of companies out there that the agents pay a lot of money so they can learn how to be an independent agency. We did that for free because we wanted to earn our stripes and it worked out really well for us because of our enrollments going crazy. Yeah, I think that's the one thing that um you know, guys like me who are independent and have never been captive, we don't know the difference. But, you know, from all of my friends who are captive, you leave a life where you basically had all your systems, a lot of processes and procedures and things in place. The next thing you know, you enter the independent channel. If you don't have a lifeline, it's the Wild West, man. There, I mean, you're a rules guy. There really are no rules, you know, for all practical well, we, we went out and got 400 agents' email addresses and phone systems and AMS systems. And, you know, I spent, I don't know, 12 months on the road uh, meeting agents and vetting out vendors for the right vendors for the agents and, and negotiating best, better prices for them. So anybody that joins our group, they do get discounted prices from the deals we set. Yeah, that's that's great. So let me ask you this. Who is your ideal prospect agency? If you were to say, David, get me in front of an agency that looks just like this, who would that be? You know, it's, it's a good question because we have agents that are scratch and we have agents all the way up to 900 million in premium in our group. So we fit everybody. Uh, I love having an agent that understands that you can't feed 50 markets. I had an agent come to me who was $3 million with 58 direct appointments. That is tough to feed 58 different companies. Uh, My agency alone, I have six, seven carriers total, a couple regional nationals, and then we have the one-offs here and there. So the ideal agent for me is somebody who understands you don't need everybody. You need to know your market. You need to know what carriers are in your market. And if we don't, what's cool about our group, if we don't have that carrier, you can still get, go get directly appointment. We don't care. We don't hold your hand a hostage. Some of the other groups and aggregators, you have to share in that commissions that you make if the, that company isn't in their network. We don't care what you do. We don't take care of what management system we just try to get you better pricing and give you the advice and give you that professional service uh, touch when you need it. 
So you said something earlier in terms of it doesn't cost you anything to join, doesn't cost you anything to leave. And I know that that is not the case with many of the other uh, aggregators that are out there now. Talk a little bit about that. I mean, talk about your pricing structure. I mean, because to me, it's a no brainer, man. I told you I've been been making introductions left and right as much as I can. Um, But I mean, I think that's fair. More than fair, I should say, because I don't know too many people that are going to come out and immediately want to stroke a check for a large sum of money just to have the pleasure of placing business with somebody. So, so we have a couple different deals going on. Um, we have a situation here where we don't charge anybody to join us ever. There are times where they want to join and, and get their premium with us right away. And, you know, our deal is $200 a month. And if they work the processes in their office that they need with the discounts we got from all the vendors, our deal is basically free because they'll save more than that by using their normal AMS systems or their own phone systems, whatever deals we got, they probably get it. They'll save more than what our $200 a month fee is. If they're coming from another aggregator, another network, you know, we'll give them six months free, some situations even longer. I don't need to make the money off the agents while we're transferring uh, their premium to be uh, registered under our group. I don't want to, until they start making something off of us, I don't, the, the revenue is irrelevant. We want to make them successful. The more successful they are in the long run, we all do good. So we're a $200 a month deal. We do a split on contingency and growth bonuses from dollar one. We don't wait till they hit a certain level. We use the group as the total loss ratio. We don't disqualify And There's aggregators out there that the agent might have a 55% loss ratio and he doesn't qualify for their bonus, but the aggregator still gets the bonus because in the whole, they got a bonus. We share it percentage-wise, participation-wise from dollar one. We we just want to keep the, the attitude that we're all in this together, right? Right now, loss ratios are creeping up across the country because of COVID and the expense of fixing cars. So it's a little tougher for a lot of the uh, companies to get to give out bonuses, but if you look at our foot, footprint, we're in 48 states. So you got an agent in Texas has a bad one, but in Ohio, I got a 40% loss ratio. We try to level it out at the playing field. You know, you're in Florida. If you're in Florida and you're under 70%, you're a genius on personal lines right now. It's just how it is. You're probably in the toughest market along with California and around the Dallas area in the country right now. Uh, how to get carriers in Florida is really tough. I mean, they're all leaving Florida. Louisiana said, hold my beer. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, uh, you know, then you got companies that that post large uh, rate increases. So they so the agents start getting nervous and want other carriers. And I get all that. Uh, you know, the, the roller coaster ride on premiums after 28 years, I've seen them overreact and underreact on certain losses. Just know your market. I don't know what county is the best to sell in Florida or, or what state. I know that Ohio is probably the, the bottom uh, price-wise. Our average homeowner's policy here is like $600 a year. Uh, I, I bet you Florida, you'd sell a lot of insurance if you're selling $600 a year policies down there. Uh, so everything's different. I mean, I love I love my job. I, I've made every mistake or, or fixed every mistake that I've made over the years. So when an agent calls me and they can call me directly, but there's nothing they haven't done that I can't figure out or help them with, right? So I got, I got the 28 years under my belt. And the, the network we have together, 
our private Facebook page. We refer clients to each one of the agents where it, it's no longer competition to each other. It's working together to get something bigger. Yeah. Talk a little bit about what process looks like. So do, when you guys bring a new agency in, is it a subcode relationship or are they run in business through some sort of a central facility and your team is facilitating that? How does so, all that work? So we never want to touch commissions. We want to give the agents 100% of the commissions. We work on contingency and bonuses. And that's one of the reasons why we watch loss ratios and we watch and we pay attention to the bonus amount. The agents know all this, but we get them a direct appointment with the carrier. Uh, right now it's getting tougher to get direct appointments because of all the losses in different states, but they're directly appointed. And we made sure that they own those codes. When they go to some of the networks, if they want to leave that network, they got a two-year non-compete where they don't touch that. They're not allowed to write business with that company anymore. If you want to leave us, send me an email and I'll help you move the code to whatever else you're going to do. But here's the best part of that. We don't lose agents to other networks. Why would they leave us to go for a worse deal? The commission levels, we get top tier commissions on every carrier. Uh, we're bonusing like crazy. Our loss ratios are all in a great position because we're national and not regional. And some of the smaller networks that people join don't realize a network in Texas with just that freeze last year ruins their bonuses for a year or two, right? We can cushion that with the rest of the country. So. Uh, we, we're, we're a little bit of advantage for the agents by joining us because of the way that our footprint's set up across the country. Yeah, I've got to believe with your spread of risk on the, on the agency level that that dramatically helps with the contingencies. Oh, uh, 100%. I mean, the, the agents, we had our show down by you this year, and I think you were up in Cleveland when I was down. I was. Florida. You and I were exactly, I, I, we traded places that week. You know, we, we had 300 people, 300 agencies come in there or associates that were there. And we had about 20 agencies that weren't members that came to the show. It was probably one of the best three days of my life because I had 300 people that are bonusing and making more money and higher commissions. I mean, some of the agents that come on board on the independent world raise their base revenue by 10 to 20 percent just on our commission levels that we've negotiated. Uh, everybody's happy to see me. You know, I got two kids, so yeah, they're up, up, we're empty nesters now, but that doesn't always happen at home, you know, when you, when you want to hold them accountable. But, you know, everybody was happy there. And it, and it was really an honor for me to see everybody smiling after three years of COVID. They finally got together with other agents, networked, talked. It was just a lot of fun. And we rented SeaWorld for the night, too. I was going to say, man, you guys had a good venue there for sure. Yeah, our vendors that we, we had about 57 vendors there that said it was probably the best show they've been to in years because we made it about the vendors. This isn't about what I've accomplished. You know, I can toot my own horn all day long, but if the agents aren't successful, so we we directed all our agents to meet every one of the vendors to explore what they need for their agencies. Everybody's different. We all need different things from Ohio. You need you need homeowners carriers in Florida, right? I don't need that in Ohio, but they got to meet all the companies too. And it just worked out the best and everybody enjoyed every minute of it. Even the $9 chicken wings I was buying through the resort, you know, for everybody, but it was fun. We had a good time. It's crazy, man. They get you for the wings these days. <laughs> it's funny. You, you know, even I, said that. I can't believe I, we used to go. It's funny. Cause when um, I was playing slow pitch softball every Tuesday night we had it's when O'Charlie's was still here in, in Florida. They're not here anymore, but they had nickel wing night. 
I mean, if you can imagine what a group of guys my size going in on nickel wing night looked like now wings are like two bucks a piece, three bucks a piece in a normal restaurant. And when we go over to Orlando, we stay at the Ritz and there it's like, it's like 25 bucks for a plate of 10 wings. Well, you know, all the vendors and all the participants couldn't believe we rented SeaWorld for the night. We had our own roller coaster. We had the shark exhibit spot and they fed us great at SeaWorld. But that was just me being cheap because it was $25,000 less to rent SeaWorld than to eat dinner at the at the resort. That's crazy. You know, and I mean, I think that's the thing, man. Is this the this is the first one you had, the first one of those events? Our first event we had because of COVID. I was having I had about 24 smaller events last year where I'd have 10 to 15 agents show up and I'd buy them lunch and we'd we'd connect that way. But this is our first major event because we were able to do it after COVID. And this is the one that nobody will ever forget. You made a big splash. It's worth every penny you spent. We're gonna make some splashes next year because we're going actually back down to Florida. Uh, We love the hotel. We rented a different spot at SeaWorld and I'm expecting about a thousand agencies to come there that uh, that, because we're going to open it up to the public. Uh, They need to see and talk to the other agents on how what a good deal. You know, when you look at our contract and anybody can see our contract if they call us, um, I do get one complaint on the contract. The, The only complaint I get from the contract is what's the catch? Yeah. The way we grew it so quick is the catch is tell your buddy about us. That's all I'm asking. We'll all work together to succeed. Uh, I gave you a three page contract, increased your revenue, increased your bonus from dollar one. And for all that, just send me another agent, you know, and, and it works. I mean, we, I mean, they have 730 some agents in in, you know, 1200 days, including weekends, we're doing pretty good. We got 13 new agents in the last week, uh, just in my office here. That's fantastic. And I mean, you know, looking at it from the standpoint of the person who's just going out to start a scratch agency, there, there are a couple of things that stick out to me. Number one, they have options, right? In terms of if they were to come in and, and join your company, they have options at that point in terms of the carriers that they can use, the technology they can use and all of that. When I launched, I didn't even know that aggregators were a thing. So I had to go to a wholesaler, right? And so now I'm immediately taking a 33% reduction in my revenue if I'm taking commissions on the deal, just because I don't have a direct appointment, right? That's going to pay me 15 points. The other thing is, is more a matter of pride than anything else. But with a direct appointment, your agency name is on the policy. Yeah, when you're our name with- is not mentioned on anything on anybody's policy. Uh, we're just a, basically an umbrella tracking service that does a good job for the companies and for the agents. Because think about this way. The way we structured it is we want to pay the agents as much as possible. We do that through premium and loss ratios and contingency. But at the same token, we're partners with the insurance carriers, too, because we want profitable growing agents and they know that and they can use us as a tool to to really go after a certain area in the country somewhere they want to grow so we positioned ourselves to be buddies with the carriers at the same time making sure the agents got the right we're the distribution model for the carriers and then we're the distribution model for the agents and and there's no skin in my in on on my side uh with the carriers. I, I just want them to get profitable growing agents. They, are, they all want the premium, but they want to have profitable premium. 
And we, we negotiate very well with the carriers. Actually, negotiation season is coming up in September. So I'll be a little busy, busy talking to carriers for the next couple months. Yeah, I'm sure, man. I'm sure. And especially with the rate at which y'all are growing, I'm sure there's a long line of people wanting to talk to you at this point. It's kind of fun, though. I mean, I don't mind talking to anybody. I, I think I talked to 69 agents yesterday alone for mm. whether they're existing or coming on board uh, in the course of eight hours, whether I had to answer a question for our sales staff or some contract changes with different carriers out there. Uh, you know, the carriers are shrinking down their enrollment right now. I think it's going to be opening back up in the fourth quarter of this year is what the, the word is, because, you know, you look at some of the carriers, one of the major carriers lost $276 million last quarter. So they're all panicking a little bit. You're in Florida. How many carriers have left Florida or went bankrupt? Literally one a month since the beginning of the year, at least one a month since the beginning of the year. Yeah. And, and we were down there when you uh, a couple of weeks ago for uh uh, a show and the legislation is what's killing Florida. It's not so much the claims. It's, it's the brutal. Attorney. Yeah. It's a couple of things. I mean, everybody wants to point fingers at the roofing companies. To me, that's an easy problem to solve. You just make the roofs actual cash value in that. That should keep people from filing fraudulent roof claims or, you know, maybe make it to where if a roof has um, has been on longer than five years or 10 years, it's actual cash value. The roofing issue is not as big of an issue as what me the media would have you to believe it is. It's honest to God, the attorney's fees, man. I read I read a study that said like seven, it was over 70%. I want to say it was over 75% of all monies that were paid out in claims last year went to the attorneys, not to the claimant, not to fix anything, but to the attorneys who sued to represent, uh, to, to, to fight the insurance companies to get more money. And all you have to do is watch TV down here for five minutes and you'll know who's making all the money. The ad budgets for these people are astronomical. Like I, there, there are specific plaintiff's attorney firms in Florida that I can promise you I'm going to see at least one and sometimes two commercials every single commercial break. They're everywhere. And it's sad because people think that they're going to end up getting people use insurance as a savings account in Florida. That's how I view it. You know, need a new roof. Oh, well, we had a hail storm and such and such. Certainly there was enough damage that my insurance company will pay for it. That's not what insurance is designed for. You know, if you need a new roof, you know, you need a new roof in 20 years. Put 500 bucks a year away and you'll have 10,000 towards your new roof. It's not yeah, that right. difficult. The problem is that people don't realize that they're screwing their neighbor and they're reducing capacity um, when, when, when that part of this happens. But, you know, I just I'm absolutely blown away that it's as bad as what it is, because I thought it was bad when I got into the industry in 04. That's right after five major hurricanes came through. That was nothing compared to what we're seeing right now. And the problem the agencies have is they're spending so much time remarketing their existing book. They can't devote any effort or energy to new business. So they're they're working an incredible number of hours to simply tread water right now. Yeah, we're, we're as a, a collective group, we're probably right in between 25 and 30 million in new business a month right now. So that's pretty good pace for us. Um mm. Uh, the overall book of business, you know, our loss ratios are a lot less than the national average for any carrier. So we're having fun with that. Uh, the other thing you got to, everybody's got to look at, 
I want everybody that comes to talk to me about our deal to go out and talk to every one of the other groups, go investigate, go make sure, you know, and, and the one way I sold it, and you've been in the business since 2004, knowing your competition is the key to sell, right? You know, which deals are good, you know, which deals are bad. I never belittle the competition, but I, the rules are the rules. And some, sometimes people don't read the whole contract. I had an agent sign up with another group for 30 years was the contract. Why would you sign up for a 30 year contract? I don't You're know what I'm going to be working 30 more years. I, don't, I hope I'm, not. I'm 55 years old. I'm not going to be around in 30 more years. And, you know, the bottom line is it's all about, you know, the, the revenue you can bring to your agency and the profitability and working together with the right, right person. Do we think we're a fit for everybody? I, I think we are, but you know, personality wise, sometimes we're not a fit for somebody. They might want to, you know, do it themselves. And we've had a lot of agents go out and try to get the contracts that we have, and they weren't able to get the compensation levels we have. Every year, I'm going to renegotiate those compensation levels, the bonuses. I'm very conservative type guy. If I get it offered for a fixed bonus, I'm going to grab a fixed bonus. I want these agents to know they're getting paid, right? We have one carrier that we have $30 million in premium with. I know I'm cutting a $600,000 check for a fixed bonus. And then I negotiated a growth bonus on top of that. So I'll get a million dollars from them just to pay out the agents for one small carrier that we have. That's the goal here. I mean, I don't care if we have, uh, here's another thing that we're doing now. We're growing so fast and there's so many carriers out there. We have a new proprietary uh, computer system that will know what every carrier that the agents have premium wise, never the policy level. And I can go and negotiate better deals or get new deals for carriers because I already have the premium in our network. We may not register it underneath us, but we know it's there. And it gives me some negotiation powers to get a special contract for that carrier. So when an agent calls me up and says, I want blah, blah, blah company, I can pull up my system and give them a call and say, listen, we got 18 million in premium with you. We need to get you more premium and get you exposure to our agency force what can we do to negotiate a better deal for these agents? That's what I like doing. That's my passion. I've been really good at it for the last four years that uh, the agents have uh, smiled all the way to the bank. Well, yeah, you're like Santa Claus for insurance agents for, for all practical purposes. You know, the, the 200, I had an agent yesterday who had a book uh, with a carrier and he had uh, 600,000 in premium with that carrier and his commission levels were 20, 20% less than ours. I said, well, here's the deal. You're going to make $20,000 more next year, and you're going to join our group, save money on all your processes, and uh, welcome aboard. It was an easy sale for us. I mean, I'll take a $20,000 check any day. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, we've we've been going for a good chunk of time. What have we missed? What 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 haven't we talked about so far? Well, the only thing that we probably didn't talk about is the AC isn't just about personal alliance. We have great commercial connections, great commercial bonuses. I had one commercial uh, company pay us seven point one five percent fixed last year, and a four wow. percent new business on top of that, plus the fifteen fifteen in commissions. So we have a lot of great uh, commercial companies. We also have a life and financial platform that we have about 350 agents that are now active in that platform. We have brokers, wholesalers, 
uh, vendors. We try to run on all cylinders here. If we don't have it, I have a sign outside my door that Gary had framed for me because I always said, we're going to not focus on the problem. We're just going to focus on the solution. So if an agent comes to me with a, with a problem, I'm going to work on getting that solution done for them. That's interesting on the life side. So, I mean, you really are hitting every angle you possibly can. What what do you see coming up in the future? What what haven't you done that you want to see happen in 2023? Well, I want to see uh, with all the equity companies buying the larger agencies and consolidating premium, I want to see how that affects the productivity of the agents. Because I have agents that are scratch and I got the huge agents. And I got to tell you something, the sweet spot on agents is about a $4 million agency, two to four. They seem to run that premium and know where their money's coming from and know how to budget it. You know, this a $4 million agent calls me up and says, I'm just a little $4 million agent. He's better financially than some of my $10 million agents who have overspent and then they have to produce to get what's coming in the back door. Everybody gets their comfort zone. So I, I feel the pain on people and I understand how they, they can work. And, you know, this I, I think the biggest secret to our group is you can call me direct. I'm not hiding from anybody. I'm at every show. My phone's on. Um, they can call me on my cell phone. Hell, I the last podcast I did, my phone ran off the hook for two days with people calling me saying, where are you guys located at? We, what's your website? You'll see us in the insurance journal on Monday. We'll have a two-page article in there. And then on the 15th, they're going to announce the aggregator list in the in the country. Last year, the top 20, we weren't even listed in the top 20, yet our premium would have put us in the top seven. We just didn't promote ourselves in the insurance journal. So this year we decided to, and we have the, the tear-off cover of the insurance journal, and you'll see where we rank around everybody else. So uh I'm very excited to see those numbers. I'm very excited that we went from last place four years ago to being in the top five in the country, uh, basically overnight for doing the right thing for the agents. Uh, There's not a group out there. They're all great people. I meet all the groups. They're all wonderful people. You just have to read the fine print on the contracts. There is no fine print in our contract. Uh, Our contract's very simple. Join us and... If you don't like us, you can just call us in and you can leave. We don't hold anybody hostage here. We don't have any hooks or handcuffs or secret squirrel stuff in the background or a and if or but on our contract that could lock you in. You know, I, I put something together that I would buy, Dave. I didn't want to sell it. I wanted something to say, hey, I'm I and realistically, everybody on the call. I pay $200 a month for my own agency to part on it. I'm a rules guy. I don't get a special exception because I'm I'm the owner here. My agency is separate from the agency collective. And, you know, the, the agency collective name, uh, we're collecting premium to give everybody a better, better deal. We may not have been their first choice on aggregators, but now we should be the right choice for them because people join things and not know. And we do help agents get out of other bad deals. We'll, we'll try our best to help them. Some of those contracts are pretty tight, though. You got to watch what you sign. Absolutely. So here's a question. I think it's probably something that's running through that agent's mind that's been looking for somebody. And they're like, man, everything this guy sound, says sounds like exactly what I need. And they're ready to pull the trigger from them reaching out to you to them being able to be up and running. What kind of a time frame should somebody expect 
um, when they engage with you before they have the ability to start place in business? And I'm, I'm asking that because I want you to have a runway. I, I would think that if it's a scratch agent, they're going to have to give us a, a month or two to get them some of the base appointments that are easy to get. And then we'll work on the harder ones as they go. Uh, you know, it seems like nothing's ever in a hurry as much as everybody wants it to be an in insurance. Uh, if they have existing appointments, it's an easy process to bring them underneath our national uh, numbers and to get them the higher commissions. So if they're already an existing agent, that's easy. But, you know, nobody here is going to charge anybody any couple hundred bucks for months until we know the revenue is coming in. We do have one exception on that. The carriers want us to have the premium in by the end of September to qualify for the annual bonuses. So there is a time frame on that. And then as far as the AC goes, I'm always looking to make sure that we maximize on our bonus. If some of the carriers you have have a higher loss ratio after June 1st, we just compare loss ratios to see if you're a fit and then bring you in on January on that company. We never want to penalize anybody because of our growth. So we make sure after June 1st or June 30th, we don't bring anybody in with a 200% loss ratio that could affect yeah. anybody else's bonus. Yeah, no, that's very prudent for you to do that. And it, you know, it's interesting because I don't always look through the lens that you look through. So that makes perfect sense to me from a risk management standpoint. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, that's really what agents are looking for is just somebody to lay it out on the table and said, here's everything. Look through it. If it makes sense, it makes sense. If it doesn't, it doesn't. At the end of the day, we can shake hands and do business or shake hands and not do business. But here's what I use. I use the old saying, if you like me, you owe me lunch. If you don't like me, hey, you still owe me lunch. We we spent some good time together. (laughs) There you go. Uh, You know, the other one I use, we all sell boxes. Some are bigger, some are smaller. I don't care how big the agency is or how small the agency is. There is nobody that gets treated differently. I don't care if you have a hundred thousand in premium or 10 million, you get the same treatment from us 24 seven, no matter what the size of your agency is. Uh, it's just the way we wanted to set it up and keep it. I don't know why anybody wouldn't want to come and be part of a, the agency collective. I mean, it makes all the sense in the world to me. It, it's agent friendly. You can increase revenues from where you're at if you have existing appointments and you can avoid having to use wholesalers if you don't. How do they get a hold of you? Well, they can always reach us. On, they can send me an email at Kenny, K-E-N-N-Y at jointheac.com. Or, you know, I might be kicking myself in the butt for this. Or they can call me directly on my cell phone at 440 440- Four seven eight seventy seven hundred. It's probably best to text me first, and then I'll call you back. But you can always call me directly. So that's four four zero four seven eight seventy seven hundred. You can go to our website and fill out an information page. Our process is very simple. As soon as I talk to you or we connect, I'll send you out an NDA so I, we can show you the whole world that we have. Once you sign that through DocuSign. We're going to send you the nuts and bolts and our processes, our commission levels, our bonus levels. You'll get everything after the NDA signed. And then we'll start the process if you're a fit or if you think we're a fit for you, because we're pretty much a fit for everybody. Are there any parts of the country, and I'm asking this as I sit in Florida, where you're not wanting to be as aggressive as you are in other parts? So we want to be aggressive everywhere in the country. It's the carriers that don't want to be aggressive. So if you're in Florida, that's a little tougher for us. California right now, 
uh, is pretty much uh, shut down on some of the major carriers that we have. Uh, some areas of Texas, and you already mentioned Louisiana. So those areas right there are tough in the country right now. But that doesn't mean we wouldn't try for you. We have is, some is projects that, going on. Yeah, and is that across both personal and commercial, or is it heavier? Well, on there's, the they'll, they'll treat commercial a little bit different. So I was going to say, because we haven't had, I mean, the market in commercial has hardened some, but it's it's nothing like what it's like on the personal side. It doesn't seem to move. It doesn't have the same beta coefficient that personal does in Florida. Yeah, you're going to see that, you know, there's one of our carriers had lowered their rates in 13 states. And I can't think of another carrier that lowered their rates in anywhere. So all the agents are going to see their commissions going up because premiums are going to go up. But that just means they're going to have a lot more work trying to save the customers are going to be shopping on them, right? I was on a call with uh, one of our major carriers and they broke over 100% loss ratio for the company. And we were at 62 at the time. And they they focused on the infotech agents that are out there that are just writing the internet leads and everything else. And I raised my hand and I said, you know, the problem with this conversation is we're not your problem. We're your solution. Uh, the people that are writing all the business that are shopping on the, I love agents, right? The agents do a good job uh, making sure that they can hit the bonus numbers or the right and quality business for the most part. But when you got a 1-800 number and there's no personal relationship, they have thrown so much garbage business that they they can actually destroy an insurance company that way. And, and I do believe the agency force is the solution for the insurance industry. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I mean, it's... Um it's kind of the chicken and the egg thing. You know, one of the things that makes my agency a little bit unique for the size that we are and the types of accounts we go after is we write a tremendous amount of our business on a fee basis as opposed to taking commission. And what that does is it allows me to remain neutral um, without having any kind of human propensity to move to a higher commission carrier or whatever else. But it also gives me instant credibility with my client because they know that I'm not getting paid more for giving them my advice. My advice is to reduce their cost, not to charge them more. So it makes it easier in the insurance discussion. But I think that the problem with the industry as a whole, not necessarily a problem, I think that that's a too strong of a word, but the challenge is that the compensation's tied to the sale of the product, period. And so we do everything we can to sell that product when if we really just were to step back and look at things objectively and realize we're engaged with people because people want to be engaged with us. So we need to take the time to educate as much as we can. And that's going to make the independent channel remain relevant for the foreseeable future, there's a lot of people out there that thinking that are thinking we're going to go away. If your phone's still ringing, if people are responding to online ads, if you're getting inbox emails from people with questions, that tells you everything you need to know about how relevant the independent agent is in today's environment. And I saw a statistic, I don't remember exactly what it is, that came out from independent agent magazine and the big eye earlier this week that said that we write something like 62 or 63 percent um, of all insurance premiums nationally as independent agents which i thought was interesting because i wouldn't have thought that it was that high based on what we read every day you know from different agent groups or any any other editorial publications that are out there i thought that was actually uh, a higher number so I don't think that it's doomsday for independent agents. I just think that we need to organize and work smarter instead of working harder. And operations like yours are a great way for them to do that 
and be able, you know, it's almost like you get agency in a box. You're walking them in and introducing them to uh, technology vendors with preferred pricing. You're helping them get their appointments. You're assisting them, you know, with increasing their profitability through the contingency sharing. I just think that if I rolled the, you know, rolled the clock back six years, you would have been a great person for me to know six years ago. Well, we weren't in existing. So I know. We weren't around in six years ago. But yeah, I'll give you one story that one of my favorite success stories, captive agent, 10 years, had a $2 million book after 10 years. So he was limited on what he could write, uh, broke free last year. And it took him a total of nine months without violating his uh, non-compete to surpass the income he was making after 10 years with a captive carrier with us. Mm. That's a great story. Uh, loves us to death, plus his bonuses. In nine months, he's outperformed what he did for 10 years. Those are great stories for me. I love telling those stories. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, man, I want to be respectful of your time, and I've got right. another Thank one backed for- up right after you, but really good conversation. Listen, for everybody out there listening, you know, I don't, I don't often – endorse specific things. You hear me talk about a lot of specific things, but I've had the opportunity to get to know Kenny just a little bit um, over the course of the last year, more more so through being at the Better Conference out in uh, in Phoenix last year, and then just some one-off conversations. And I know that you're, you're good buddies with uh, Scott and Bradley, and they're certainly great friends of mine. And I know Scott's a, a member of, of the is. collective. So you know, if you're out there and you're looking for an aggregator and somebody that's going to make your life easier instead of making you have to go to night school to become an attorney to understand the contract first, you need to reach out to Kenny. The guy, he's as genuine as they come. I think he's a little bit nuts that he gave you his cell phone considering 25,000 people a month download this thing. So I'm going to be real interested in seeing how much that phone rings, but bury him. Go help your agencies, help yourselves, help your families make more money. This is one of the tools that will help you do that. And for as hard as it is, for those of us that have started scratch agencies, for if you're, if you're, I'm, I'm six years in and it's not hard anymore. But for those of you that are in that first couple of years, if you've been looking for the lifeline, I just gave it to you. Take advantage of it, reach out and grab it. Well, I appreciate the kind words and thank you for having me on the show today. And I'll see you at the next meeting somewhere. Absolutely. You got that right. I'd start travel again in October. So I'm sure I will see you pretty quickly um, once that starts up again. I appreciate your time today, Kenny. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. Have a great Everybody else, have a great week. See ya. You've been listening to the Power Producers Podcast. You can follow Killing Commercial Insurance on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to take your game to the next level, next level, check out our book, The Extra Two Minutes, and our website, killingcommercial.com.